ain't no sunshine, I still have it hard time surrounded by hard crimes, but still I try to get mine. I'm not blind to the true colors of the system. You see a baller, the first thing you say is get him. Man, that shit's out like MCM gear. Brainwashed brothers, got their own lockdown in fear. It's sheer madness, I'll be glad when a quest of the truth puts her into the blasting. Thank you for joining me for episode 14, Clash of the Titans. I know it's been like two weeks since my last episode, but I tried taking my own advice in episode 12, Level Up. I was studying up, learning a few new things. I heard you can get through a book in a week if you read like an hour a day. So I tried it. Good idea. I read a book, but maybe I should have started with something smaller. The first book I chose to read was over 600 pages in it. It took me two weeks to get through it, but I made it. Now, new week, I need a new book to keep me rolling. But before I started, I wanted to hit you guys with a new episode. Speaking of new, I'm also trying something new. I got a co-host today, Claudia of Walter Astrology. How are you doing today, Claudia? I'm doing fine and dandy. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. Uh, Claudia does astrology out of Miami. Yes, that is correct. All the way from the 305. We're a couple hundred miles away. All right. So I know I usually just run through my thing, but Claudia may stop me in the middle of it if she feels like it. At the end, she may do her thing or two and add some things about the transit. So let's get it going on. When you first get into astrology, learning astrology, you spend a lot of time looking down. We're looking down at symbols, lines, and a circle, learning the meanings. Well, those symbols and lines are more than just things inside a circle moving around. As much as you spend time looking down, reading, you should spend some time looking up because that's where all those symbols and lines are actually taking place and how all this astrology began in the first place, looking up, then down. If there was no TV, phones, no electricity, at the end of the day when you're sitting around a campfire, what do you think you would be doing? Other than telling stories and eating and all that, you probably would watch the sky. While looking up, they started making observations. They noticed while most stars stayed fixed in their positions, five moved through the sky. These five unique stars, along with the sun and the moon, the two luminaries, were known as the seven wanderers. This sky watching has been going on since the beginning, but tracking of the placements in the sky can be traced as far back as 2100 BCE in Mesopotamia, which would would be in today's Iraq. We all know there are nine planets, but back then there was no telescope, so they could only go by what they could see with the naked eye. One really cool thing is if you ever outside around 5 a.m. just before light, you will notice all the rest of the stars have disappeared except for the planets, depending on your position on the Earth at that time and the planet's location as well. I used to walk my dog around that time before leaving to go to work. If you follow me on social media, you may have seen some of the pictures I posted of different planets. I think the last one I posted was a picture of Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, and the moon all together in the sky. 
These seven wanderers move about through the sky on the same path, which is called the ecliptic plane. All of the wanderers move about this ecliptic plane at different speeds, but they pretty much stay in this belt line as they move around. I guess one day someone decided, you know, maybe we should start keeping track of these placements of these wanderers, which was the beginning of astronomy. The way they kept track is from the backdrop of the fixed stars. They noticed if you connected the dots of these fixed stars, they are close together. They resemble living objects in the sky. Things like a ram, a lion, a scorpion, scales, so on. And now as the places, but we know them, they used to know them as, they used to call them places, but we know them as the zodiac signs. They use the zodiac to not only map the sky, but keep track of the movement of the wanderers. As they was looking up, they started noticing things below. Like when the sun was in the goat, goaded horn or the crab or the ram or the scales marked the beginning of the four seasons. When the sun was in the bull or the lion or the scorpion or the water pour marked the middle of the four seasons. And when the sun was in the twins, the maiden, the archer or the fishes marked the change of the season. It began to be used as what we know as a calendar. You can easily tell what season we're in just by looking at the constellation the sun rises in every morning. Since I brought up the sun, it may be a good time to shift into the planets themselves. What does the sun do? It gives off light. This light is pretty much the basis from which all of the concepts are formed. I keep saying there is a yin and a yang to everything. So the yang to light is darkness. Now I said there are five wanderers and two luminaries. The sun and the moon are the two luminaries in the sky. Why? Because they give off the most light in the sky. When you look up, the sun being the head honcho. The sun is the one giving off the light. The moon doesn't really give off light. It receives light from the sun. What we see of the moon is because of its position to the sun and the reflection of the light. The moon is full when it's directly opposite the sun. Full moon equals full light from the sun. One way to know where the moon is located is when there is a full moon is whoever is celebrating their birthday that month, the moon, full moon will be opposite that sign. Going back to the yin and the yang for a second, when it comes to the luminaries, the sun gives off the light, the moon receives the light. There is the yin and the yang. Another thing, did you say something? Oh, I said that was nice. I hadn't thought about it like that. The, the sun is giving away the light and the moon is receiving it. Yes. So they're in a, in a given, give and receive sort of dynamic. Yes. The moon reflects light. It doesn't give off any light at all. Without the sun, the moon will not glow at all. 
Um, another thing, the sun's rays are penetrating male. The moon receives the light from the sun, female. We all know the names of the planets, but different cultures name them different things. But the names that may stand out to us modern folks is Helos, which means the sun. Uh, Selene, which is the moon. Hermes is Mercury. The twinkling one is Aphrodite, and that's Venus. I mean, wait, hold up. Hermes is Mercury, the twinkling one. Aphrodite is Venus, the light bringer. Ares is Mars, the fiery one. Zeus, Jupiter, the radiant one. And Kronos, Saturn, the shining one. Um, If you have watched any Greek era movie and read anything around this era, you have heard these names before. They are the Greek gods. But what you may not have known was these Greek gods were referring to these wanderers moving about the sky. I got a question for you, Claudia. Go for it. Uh, Those names that I just read off, did anything stand out to you about them? Um, Yeah. Basically, these are the, the Greek mythology names. Okay, that's one thing. What's another thing? <laughs> um, let's see. Trying to trying to guess what Paul's thinking. That's a, that's a hard one. Um, well, I thought it was interesting that most of like you, you mentioned at the end, you know, Kronos the shining one. Um, I think you said Zeus the radiant one. They're all kind of like referring to light to light. Yes. Yes. Now, the one thing I did want to bring your, to your attention is not the Greek gods' names given to the planets, but the words after, the radiant one, yeah. the twinkling one, the light bringer, the fiery one, the radiant one, the shining one, all have something in common in their names. You know what it is? Um, is it the thing with the seven rays? No. It's, it's a type of... Light? There you go. It's a type of light. This type of light that each gives off. Now, I said earlier they started looking up and then looked down. From this looking up first, then down, they started making more observations and correlations with the stars. Not just with the light they give off, but things like when this was here this happened. When that was there, this happened. Over time, they built up significations for these wanderers from not only the light that they give off, but from earthly observations as well. The sun came to signify the perception of the soul. The soul is the light inside your body. When you leave it, you will return back to light. The body is just a vessel. Which brings me to the moon, which signifies the physical body. Without a body, the soul cannot roam the earthly plane. Another yin-yang between the sun and moon, the merger of 
soul, and body. Before I move off the sun and moon, I want to mention one last thing, yin-yang, one last yin-yang. Father and mother, sun is father, moon is mother. Now, Hermes, Mercury, is the messenger of God and the bestower of critical thinking. It signifies our thoughts and communication. Aphrodite, Venus, signifies love and desire. But Ares, Mars, signifies war and violence. Hence the name Fiery One and the Yang to Venus. You know, love and desire, the opposite of love and desire would be war and violence. Yeah. Zeus Jupiter is begetting of good things. Hence, it's named the Radiant One. Jupiter is big and bright, like it's bestowing gifts. And lastly, we have Kronos, Saturn. I listed this one last because it's the last one of the visible planets. Bring back the yin and yang. If Saturn was the last of the visible planets and the sun was the big bright and the giver of life, Saturn, the last, has to be the opposite of that. If the sun gives life, what must Saturn, I mean, Satan, I mean, Saturn, do? Take life. Yeah. Saturn was not seen as a positive planet. How do you come from the underworld through the gates of Hades, which would probably, which was seen as the second house because the fourth house is, was looked at as being subterraneous under the underworld. So the second house is the house right before the sun comes up over the horizon. Okay. All right. And to get to the, upper world we got to come through the gates of Hades second uh, house second house who which do you think why, which is also probably why the eighth house is considered death and, and rebirth yeah it is a, a polar opposite so how who do you think is standing at that gate Kronos Saturn the sun if the sun rules the summer longer days, shorter nights. But Saturn is the ruler of winter, shorter days, longer nights. Sun rules the day, but Saturn rules the night. Yes. So, Kronos, Saturn, is standing at the gates of Hades. So, there's a yin and a yang there as well. Yes. Um, just a little side note. You've heard the saying, I hope you burn in hell. Yes. <laughs> you heard that? Yeah. Well, actually, that's a flawed concept. Because you won't burn in hell? You'll freeze to death? Man, you're smart. A more accurate statement would be, I hope you freeze in hell. Hell is cold, not hot. Things grow in the sun and in the summer, but fall off and die in the winter. Yeah. Warmth, growth, life, cold, no growth, death, 
Would you prefer warm or cold? Warm. So, do you think hell is warm or cold? I think hell is cold. There you go. But some people's personal hell could be a, could be could be warm, I guess. Maybe if they're like a night birth and they're good with Saturn. Yes, but uh, uh, contextually, you know, we. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, contextually, yeah. I understand completely. Yeah, because you know the sun gives life. Yes. Life bringer. So let's move on. Now I said earlier that we use the movement of the sun as the calendar, which we still use today. How many days did it take? Did they say in the Bible it took God to create Earth? Seven. Oh, <laughs> nine. Speaking, speaking of days of the week, how many do we have? Seven. Hmm. I wonder where that number came from. One for each of the wanders? There you go. Sunday is Sun's Day. Monday Monday is Moon's Day. Tuesday is Mars Day. Yes. Wednesday is Mercury's Day. Thursday is Jupiter's Day. Friday is Venus's Day. Venus rules love and desire. What do you think? What do people try to do on Friday nights? (laughs) Get wasted. Yeah, love and desire. And Saturday, the last day of the week and the last visible planet is Saturn's day. Funny how that works, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Another side note. uh, uh, Jewish people, they go to the synagogue Uh on Saturn's day. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to mention that um, in the Jewish religion, sa- Saturday is like a really big day for them. Like, like you don't really do much on Saturday till you've had that dinner. That, what is it, the, the Shabbat dinner? Yeah. Uh, Muslims also go to go to the synagogue, uh, what, the mosque on Saturday, right? I think Saturday, is it? I think so. Yeah. So, so they would actually be worshiping the church of Saturn. Right, and Christians... Christians, when did they go go to church? Sunday, the day of the sun. Yes, and now Christians worship the sun. The sun worshipers. And you can see this depicted. All you have to do is pull up, look at any logo, uh, like church and all that and look at their logo I bet you you will see a picture of the sun somewhere in that picture yeah 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 Um, another thing you see pictures of Jesus and holy people right what do they have behind their heads um like a crown type thing what's it called like a halo a halo, right? Mm-hmm. What did I say the name of the sun was? Helos. Ah. Really? That came from that? <laughs> mm. Does helos and halos sound similar? Yeah. Mm. Oh, all right. Yeah. 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 
Especially because it's a cir- it's a circle, you know, it's a circular motion. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you know what else they got? Why? Have you ever heard of archangels? Yes, archangels. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many archangels there? Seven. Yeah. You know what the names are? Uh, yes. Um, Archangel Michael, Gabriel, uh, Uriel, Raphael. Forgot the other three or four. Ariel. Ariel, uh huh. Sophia. Yes. Samuel. Samuel, yes, yes. And is, did you say Azrael? I don't think I said Azrael. Yeah. How many deadly sins? Seven deadly sins. Oh. Uh, you know what they are? Um. I tell you. I tell you. Pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. Hmm. Pride for the sun. Wait, say them again. Pride. Pride. Greed. Greed. Lust. Envy. Gluttony. Wrath. And sloth. Oh, lucky seven. Hmm. If I really wanted to point out, you know, I really could point out how all 14 things I just listed off right there have planetary significations. If you look up like, you know, um, let's see. What is wrath? If you look up Mars signification, do you think wrath and Mars it would sound kind of alike and kind of sound like Mars run amok? Absolutely. How about pride? Could that equal the sun? Yeah. And, and the sun run amok? Yep. Yeah. Archangel Gabriel, uh, I think he was like the messenger and all that, right? Yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's technically Mercury. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Doesn't he sound like Mercury? Um, lastly, I know you may be thinking, well, Paul, you missed three planets. Well, I was talking about the way the ancients looked up at the planets. I know in modern astrology, they have worked in, uh, the use of Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, and they have their own significations. But in terms of astrology, these three are still very new. We have ideas of uh, what their significations could be, but the ones I spoke on have come from looking up and then down for thousands of years. We've only been looking up at the last three for maybe a little bit over a hundred and, I think they found Neptune 175 years ago. We may have a little more observing to do when it comes to those three. Yeah. And we, uh, for some reason, we're not looking up. We're kind of just looking into this box that we have in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was my presentation on the planets. Nice. Do uh, Any questions? Anything you want to... Um... I'm curious to know 
if let me see what was I I, I had a question earlier um, it's gonna come back to me uh-huh. but um I'm curious like I'm kind of curious to know if um like what the 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 additional three planets like do they change anything from like the original seven like because there's new there's three new planets like would it change in a i guess like in um i don't know in a, in a very specific way like some of the significations of those seven planets like does the arrangement kind of change uh well the reason i didn't present them is because i'm kind of leaning the presentation I just gave was more of a Hellenistic uh, point of view and Hellenistic astrologers really don't use those three. That's why, but I also uh, like, um, I dabble with the modern, that's where I started at with the modern astrology. So I don't really poo poo those three uh, positions just yet. I was just trying to present uh, what the ancients looked at. That's why I said, hey, maybe we need to, We, even though we think we know what these planets signify, we still have some more observation to do. I agree. I just, I think that, um, I mean, just the way that I, I, I see it, even though, like, even though it might seem like I, I'm technically debunking astrology, which I'm not because I also um, practice astrology, but the way I, I'm thinking about it is so, sort of like outside of the box, I guess, in, in the way that, you know, the, the ancients used to look up at the stars and they would only see seven planets, but those other three had to be in there somewhere in there. Yes. I guess uh, the, I, I know what you're kind of getting at. Actually, I was just watching a listening to a podcast, and a guy was talking about that. And we can't actually, like, for instance, they have charts from way back, but we can't actually go pull them charts back up and then try to place Neptune and all of that into those charts because maybe that society wasn't ready for that consciousness yet. Oh, okay. I, I, I like that. So, so um, 175 years ago, uh, when we found Neptune, maybe um, uh, us as a collective was just being ready for Neptune consciousness to be interjected into situation which is interesting because um neptune's supposed to represent the hidden right yeah, yeah so it was like we discovered that there was something hidden in us yeah yeah and and actually that would that has something to do with why they put it in pisces and stuff like that but uh one of the re the way they have it now it fall it doesn't make sense in the calculations of how the ancients lined up all the planets, the significations, the uh, malefics and benefics and all that stuff. Everything had male, female, yin, yang, all that stuff. And with, with the um, introduction of these three, 
that's why that's why I'm saying we haven't they haven't been around long enough. I mean, how long is how long have we known about Pluto? Not that long. Exactly. It's so, even less than, than Neptune, right? Uh, yes, I think I think I don't even think it's been two hundred years because technically now. No, it's ne- Neptune was in one seventy five, one hundred seventy five, and then Uranus was after that, and then uh, Pluto. Um, I think Pluto, Pluto, Pluto was like nineteen, like. Uh, 10 or something like that somewhere around there so okay wait because then well hold on because I actually did not know that I didn't know that Pluto was discovered way after all the other ones so even though Pluto was te- was technically discovered in the 19 in the early 1900s with astrology still today people will pull up the, the charts of the United States and will include Pluto in it and I was talking about the chart from like 1774 when we had the independence. Um, Pluto was February 18th, 1930. In astrology or like just? Just we found the planet, period. We found out, oh, there's a planet out there. And that was in 1930. That'd be an interesting. Um, so it, 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 hasn't, it actually hasn't been even 100 years yet. I know, that's what I'm saying. That would be an interesting follow-up for, for you to do because in the charts of the United States as a nation, um, taken from like the original, like when they signed the, the Declaration of Independence or whatever, you know, people, astrologers continue to pull up Pluto in that chart. But technically, Pluto hadn't been discovered till 200 years after that. Yes. So, so technically, they're not really supposed to be using it in the chart because it may not have been part of collective consciousness yet. So technically now in the next couple of years when Pluto transitions into Aquarius, that is when the US will really feel that shakeup. Depending on the type of astrology you follow. Well, yeah, 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 of course. But I'm I'm, I'm just thinking about it in like terms of like, like, in, in, when we signed the, declar- the Declaration of Independence, you know, Pluto wasn't around. So, you know, everybody talking about the, the U.S. having its Pluto return and its Pluto return, that's technically false. Yeah. According to this guy who was on that podcast, who was one of the, um, I think his name was, Al- uh, I forgot his name, but he he uh, is one of the original people who, brought Hellenistic astrology back. Interesting. Okay, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do research on that because that's yeah. a debate. <laughs> well, i just tell you this. Uh, one of the things they say, they also say is, uh, I think Uranus is like um, uh, a higher octave of Mercury. I've heard that um, in Alice Bailey's Esoteric Astrology. Uh, I forgot. Neptune's like a higher active of Jupiter, maybe? Because actually Jupiter uh, rules mm, Pisces and Sagittarius. Yeah. So if if Neptune is a, a hot higher octave, you know, then Jupiter, maybe. 
because they all kind of deal with Pisces and Jupiter, uh, Sagittarius kind of deal with the same type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I got to do my, my research on that. That's an interesting point that you just brought up. Yeah, speak, speaking of research, I know you like one of the things you like to research is uh, transits. Yes, I'm the weather lady. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything. Uh, yeah, of course. We have, uh, we're actually celebrating a new moon today on Earth Day. It's the day? Moon, yeah. Uh, let me tell you exactly at at 10:25 in the Eastern Hemisphere today will be uh, a new moon in Taurus, exact with the moon. Oh, sorry, with the sun at three degrees and 24 uh, minutes. Hmm. So it's a Do good you... time to start something new and concrete and solid and orderly. And um, basically, it's a good time to tend to the earth, tend to the earth in us, the grounding. Um. You said the new moon is happening in Taurus? Yes. So, with fixed the... air. I'm sorry, fixed earth. Stubborn fixed earth. So, with, when the... Um, when that... As far as the listeners out there, how does that pertain to them? Oh, in terms of, like, their chart? Yes. Well, I guess it just depends on where Taurus is placed in their chart. You know, every uh, 12 signs fall on 12 different areas of the chart. So uh, are you saying this this new moon may affect people in different areas? Absolutely. And, and it, for that, they should go get a reading with you. Or with? Or with me. Hey, hey, you do readings yourself, don't you? Yes. Yes, but but it, but essentially, yeah, it's a good thing to kind of get your birth chart read so that you know that because this happens every year. So the beautiful thing about astrology, which I know you can agree on, is that it basically it teaches us to appreciate and understand cycles again. Um, that's how humans back in the caveman eras were kind of going by with life like they understood that there was cycles and so everything is in cyclical motion so every year around Taurus season which is end of end of April to mid-May there will always be a new moon in Taurus so it will always hit you in the same place in your chart the circumstances might change. I mean, like the event might be different, but the theme around it is usually always the same. So the theme of a new moon and a new moon actually means when the sun and the moon are actually in the same place in the sky. Yeah, they're like right on top of each other. So there's and, even and, more emphasis. And in astrological terms, we would call that what? A conjunction. And so when the sun and the moon are conjunct, that could mean and symbolize like a, what did you say? Is it, Wait, I can, repeat that again? When the sun and the moon come together like that, that can symbolize uh, what type of energy? Um, It's basically kind of like a, 
it's the it's the female and the and the and the male together, like the masculine and the feminine energy together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a think of it as a kind of you know you're starting anew. You just planted the seed in the ground, you know, like All it's right. a dark night, so that seed kind of has to like grow, and it's not necessarily. It's not like a full moon. Like a full moon is like, you know, there's a lot of light. So you understand a lot of things. A new moon is more so like there's no light. So you're not seeing anything. Everything is dark and sort of like brewing and, and, and coming to just sort of like being born. Um, so we uh, go inward. Inward. Huh? You say go inward? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I would see this in a chart, mm-hmm. someone's chart, I probably would tell them um, it's it's not hard for someone to tell how you're feeling. You probably wear your emotions on your sleeve. Yes. Yes. And so with that, you look at it, it kind of be a merger of the soul and the emotional body. Yes. Or or also, um, from what I've learned as well, it could be that somebody could not be like in touch with their feelings. Or rather, like they run away from the feelings. And so every time there's a new moon... Um, the way that that, that 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 person experiences that, it's almost like they have, like they know that they're feeling something, but they don't necessarily want to look at it. Like they don't necessarily want to pay attention to that. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, during a new moon, things may come up in that we are having a new moon in Taurus. So if you look at Taurus in your chart, find Taurus, um, something in that area may pop up something new uh, that you may have to merge your ego and your emotional body about that so with me myself it come, it falls in my 12th house so uh, with this new moon in my 12th house I guess my ego and my emotions needs to come together uh, with the 12 house type issues with loss or sacrifice mm. or having to stay stuck at home because you can't go to work because of the quarantine yes yes um uh i also be honest with you you know how i began the show with i haven't um done a show in two weeks mm-hmm well, when I went into the two weeks, two weeks ago, I had one thought about astrology. And now? And now I'm coming out with a whole new perspective. More solid foundation. Yes, yes, yes. Like Taurus. Yes, yes. Taurus is solid. It's a solid sign. Yes. Reliable. Yeah. So, and for you, with you being a... Aries rising, I guess that would be falling somewhere in your second house. So you having a to come to a a come to Jesus moment with your values and security, I guess. 
Yeah, and interesting, interestingly enough, today I, I actually had a had a conversation earlier today with someone um, that I hadn't spoken to in a very long time, uh, and 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 prior to this conversation, I feel that perhaps the conversation occurred today, maybe the way that it did, simply because today was a day where. I had finally arrived at a place in my life where my value system was like super in line with what I was feeling, right? And so I was confronted with this conversation with this person that I hadn't talked to in many, many, many years. So it was like, and it was somebody that had a lot to do with like my eighth house. So it was like opposite. Yeah, the eighth house is opposite your second house. An old a very a very old like intimate bond Scorpio yeah <laughs> yeah basically basically funny, funny how we're talking well, about yin and yang right? sun in the eighth sun in the eighth not necessarily in Scorpio but sun in the eighth yeah but still it was it was interesting because that hadn't I never really thought that that would happen I mean the way that it happened it was I was actually amazed with myself I I did such a good job like I handled it so well I I was so like easy and, and solid. Like I wasn't falling apart. Whereas I guess in other instances in my life, had this conversation occurred, I might've fallen apart. But today I was solid, like as a rock. It was like perfect. As in new beginning? Yes. Yes. Bang, bang. Damn, Paul, that was- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to add before I wrap up this episode? Um, I guess. Uh, I guess I want to point out that we are again at the beginning of this month. It was April fourth, twenty twenty. So it was four four, and then two plus two equals four. So it was a four 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 uh, day. And today, if you look at the numerology again, we're on April, which is 4, 22, 22nd, which is 2 plus 2 is 4, and 2020 again brings us to 4. So we're again at a 4, 4, 4 day. So it's a solid foundation day. Well, I guess this, hopefully this was a solid enough show. Yeah, absolutely. um, To go on. So... Let me go ahead and do this real quick. I would like to thank everyone for joining me for episode 14, A Clash of the Titans. I also would like thank I also would like to thank Claudia of Walter Astrology for doing this with me as well. Um, where can they get in touch with you, Claudia? Um, you can go into my website, waltavision.com, W-A-L-T-A Vision.com, or you can follow me on Instagram. It's uh W.A dot l dot t dot a when astrology leads to awakening oh, there you go um if Thanks you would all. like if you would like me to help you with your chart or order a custom t-shirt you can find me at astrology i am dot com. also uh social media has been playing games now everyone who, who follows you on social media they don't get to see your content they sure. pick and they pick and choose who they feel they want to show your content to. So for that reason, I would like to ask everyone to come to my website and become a member so you don't miss out on my content. Um, 
for people that's living in Southern Louisiana, when you signed up, I will email you some Pizza Hut coupons that's good in the Southern Louisiana area. In this quarantine times, you know, you may need a quick delivery. <laughs> Please like, share, subscribe the show with three friends, family members, and coworkers, or even someone you don't like. Share it with your enemy. Uh, as always, know thyself and balance your energy. Give me a leg over. Tell me the rules of the game. What you say, let me play. Sunshine, I'm still having hard times surrounding the hard crimes, but still I try to get mine. I'm not blind to the true colors of the system. You see, a baller, the first thing you say is get him. Man, that shit's out like MCM gear. Brainwashed brothers got their own lockdown in fear. It's sheer madness. I'll be glad when a quest of the truth puts her into the blasting. Till then, I'll be grabbing anything that comes in my way. A wise man told me once crime didn't pay. So what you say when these keys be deep? Conversation, harassment, and them courtroom fees. An everyday struggle, I have to hustle To live a little comfort and sanity I juggle So should I continue to drive In 96, it's a job trying to stay alive From the quirky cops and the stick-up kids Judges giving more bids for the shit I so-called did No evidence, it's evident The situation I'm in is better dealt with when I'm fit But that's easy, there's many stores on the corner Rocked up, 40 ounces, got us in a coma Just pump the tweed, cause that's indeed the bomb that I need as I spit in IP The actual factual takes some radicals Think about it, my rhymes are tactical and practical Read about it Give me a light, oh